Welcome to another episode of Wicked Smart. I'm your host, Lucas Bean. My co-host over here, Bread of NFT Now. What's going on, Bread? We have a, our special guest today is Vinny Hager, one of the best artists of our time. Amazing. Uh, you got the, the privilege to have him on Spaces today, and I'm very, uh, very excited about this. But Vinny, man, let's get right into it. Who's Vinny? Where did he come from? What did you do before, you know, art on the blockchain and then, you know, all the way up until now? Basically your origin story, if you don't mind. Sure. Well, one, thanks for having me. Uh, glad to be here. Glad such to a chat pleasure. about some artwork. And, yeah, uh, such a pleasure. For a little while. Yeah, thanks. I'm fanboying, um, I'm fanboying over here a little bit. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> but uh, origin story, I mean, um, my yeah. usual kind of sh spiel is like, you know, I was always like a really little artistic kid. I mean... Or I was always surrounded by art uh, in my home and was either like drawing on my driveway with chalk or, or riding my bike around and creating my own adventures and, and skateboarding and uh, coloring books and, and always drawing or, or painting and things like that. Um, so kind of before my art on the blockchain, I was doing, you know, physical artworks, you know, works on paper, works on canvas, uh, painting a lot of clothing and selling those and um yeah that all kind of all that experimentation and, and exploring different artistic mediums uh of course led me to you know pick up an ipad and fall into the weeds of twitter and, and see what other artists were working on and uh fell down the nft and web3 rabbit hole and i guess fast forward and a quick synopsis you know ended up to, to where i am now yeah that was that was definitely quick and let me tell you it's uh a lot of people that come into the space, like they just don't have, they come in and they, 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 they do great art, of course, but they just don't have the reach. And like your art just speaks to so many people. Like you're, you know, there's a reason why everybody knows your art and you're like one of the nicest people in the space too. Like super humble. Oh, thanks. Like, <laughs> like you really are, man. I've heard you talk in many, many spaces and uh, I was just so impressed at like the humility. There's so many people that are just like, yeah, whatever. I don't have time to do spaces. I've been following Vinny for a while and you know what I mean? Just we commented back and forth a bunch and then eventually, you know, agreed to do this. And I mean, I, it's like I said, it's just a pleasure to have you on here. So yeah, sure. So, Anytime. I, I love, I love trying to hop in as uh, many Twitter spaces as I can. And uh, I miss kind of hosting my own and, and always kind of I, I used to be on like a decent schedule with either doing my own or hopping in morning shows and, and all that. So it's, it's always great to come up on spaces and chat about art and just hang out for a little while. Absolutely. And so tell us, like you, you started as a kid. You were you're drawing on the you were drawing on your your basically your driveways and sidewalks and stuff like that, making art, which is really cool. I, I know a lot of people that did that when I was a kid too. Um, they didn't turn into such a prolific artist like you. Uh, what else? Like, tell us more. Like, I know you don't. Being a person like me, it seems like you like you don't really want to talk about yourself too much. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Um, Tell us more about like the the origin story where you're just like what like can you tell us like where you grew up stuff like that like yeah sure um, yeah so I mean currently I live in Baltimore Maryland I grew up in the suburbs of Maryland um, and yeah I mean I was always always working on artwork and um, on the side but I think I really started to take uh, artwork my my artwork and in a maybe even a more serious sense in, in, in middle school you know I couldn't uh couldn't really pay attention in class like most young kids in middle school and I just started uh scribbling all over my handouts and my papers and my paperwork in in school and, and kind of instantly 
started kind of just filling space with shapes and symbols and scribbles and, and things like that. Um, and at that time I, I was skateboarding and, um, you know, liked graffiti and all these other kind of artistic mediums. And I think all of those kind of culminated together into to my interests at that time. And um, I just kind of fell in love even more with withdrawing and, and kind of figuring out my own artistic language and uh, kind of, I, I like the aspect uh, from graffiti about like leaving your mark on everything. So I think that kind of comes uh, through in my artwork from whether it's, you know, hand painted clothing to a mural to digital artworks to, to what have you. And um, yeah, I was always kind of surrounded by artwork and, and skateboarded a lot in Maryland and, and was, was traveling some and um, worked in a skate shop in Annapolis, Maryland for a number of years. So kind of learned a little bit of a That's business cool. sense there wow. and uh, yeah, and still skate skateboard a lot. And of course making art every day and um, kind of just have those two main, main things in my life. And uh, uh, skateboarding and some other things took a backseat to art because I just had so many ideas and so much inspiration and, uh, now with the floodgates of web three and all the different connections and friendships and, and people I've met through there, it, it has, uh, elevated my career to, to a spot where I wouldn't have fathomed a few years back and, uh, just kind of, uh, yeah, busy, a lot of different projects now working on all that and kind of all culminated from, uh, being a little kid, not being able to pay attention and just kind of drawing and drawing and drawing and drawing until I kind of came up with this, uh, to me, it was a very natural uh, style of drawing with shapes and symbols and patterns and things like that. Yeah. Do you think there's a crossover with, it seems like there's a lot of crossover with NFTs and like skating culture. Do you, do you feel like that there's a lot of that in terms of community crossover? Oh, well, in the community aspect, for sure. I mean, uh, skateboarding, there's a, of course, like little niches and groups uh, of people that... Um, uh, kind of f find their tribe and, and kind of stick together. And I think that's interesting in, in comparison to NFTs and, you know, you're, you're a part of a project or, or a community and, you know, you find your friends and you find your tribe through that. And um, definitely for me, I, I learned that from a young age, like 11 or 12, and I was skateboarding with people in, in their twenties, but we just had, we, we, we shared this common ground of skateboarding and shared ideas and interests and, and things like that. So yeah, I can definitely see a connection. Yeah, it was that was really what you just said there is really prolific to me is that, you know, I was young also. I was like 11 or 12, I think, when I started, I learned how to surf and there was like, an, like a whole crowd of people surfing and they took me under their wing in a way just because we shared that love for surfing. And all of a sudden there's this, you know, I'm me being a little kid, I'm inducted into these like this like brotherhood and sisterhood, of course, of people who were surfing. And I didn't belong there for sure. Like I was this little kid just like learning how to do it. Yet they just, they, they just took me under their wing, man. And I was one of them and it felt really, really good. Those are the kind of things that community, that finding your tribe is such an important thing to understand. Like, and that's what NFTs like really does a good job of uniting people in the space where they, they hold a similar NFT, they wear a PFP, they, you know, they have art that they all share it's like a, it's like a unifying force for communities in general. It feels like. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, uh something else that I found, found pretty important, uh, whether it was from skateboarding or art or the web three space in general, is just like, uh, befriending other people that are like better than you at something. Like I would try to skateboard with, uh, you know, friends that were a bit older than me that were way better than me, which pushed me uh, to, to try harder and, and learn new tricks, X, Y, Z. And, 
and kind of same thing in the web three space. When I joined, I, I just kind of kindled up with people that knew way more about smart contracts or way more about uh, the development side or way more about, you know, insert whatever there and just learning from them and, and building a friendship around that. And, uh, definitely learned that a lot. Well, shout out to your, your, your profile picture the cool cats was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. a, a huge origin story, uh, with me and, and a lot of my close friends now and, and kind of finding my tribe through the cats, uh, was, was super important as well. Yeah. The, the, the cats is definitely, you know, one of the prolific projects in the space for sure. I feel like, you know, it's, it's right up there with the apes, obviously clearly not the apes, but Definitely really, really cool space. Uh, way, way cooler than the apes, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people like cats more. I definitely know that for a fact. Because if you look at the top three you know, searches on Google, it's babies, dogs, and cats. And, uh, you know, people aren't looking up word apes, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, no, numbers don't lie, but then... <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so true. Who were your... If, did, if you had any inspirations as a little kid when you first started making art, were there like some prolific people in your area that were like graffiti artists were there, you know, were you looking at books? Like what, like how are you finding people to get like inspiration from, or was this all coming from your head? Did you have any inspirations at all as a kid? And then like, you know, as an adult, do you have inspirations now too? You know, or, or like, you know, people that you are just like admire and like, you know, sure. Yeah. yeah I think, um, yeah, definitely. As like a little kid, just like riding my bike around or skateboarding and just seeing like, graffiti around I, I thought that was really interesting then i'd like go get a bunch of books about street art or graffiti and, and read about that i think i got like a banksy book in like 2008 for christmas or something and uh always surrounded by like art books or magazines and would always go to like art museums and um i definitely didn't have any like specific people that i was like oh like their art style is super sick like let me uh dive deeper i definitely found that more in my adult life like you know looking at uh different painters or architects and you know i have this like huge uh youtube uh playlist with just a bunch of like art videos so it's like interviews from artists musical artists uh, home decor people like anything that's like uh, inspiring in an artistic way i kind of save it to this youtube playlist and i don't have like a top 10 inspirations or anything like that i think i'm more inspired by like mediums and materials so like um, I can't even think of like a good example off the top of my head, but, um, yeah, I'm always like, since I have this kind of baseline of these shapes and symbols and patterns that I always do, I look right. towards like kind of different artists or different creatives in different spaces. And I go, Oh, like I could see how I could bake cookies, but they're like all in my shapes and symbols. Like, or, Oh, I watched this architecture video. And I'm like, Oh, like I want to do some public art or like do architecture, things like that. So I think when I was little, the, the kind of drawing style came pretty naturally, just like scribbling and filling space on my handouts and paperwork in school. Um, but later down the line, since I already had that in my back pocket and I would just naturally draw these things anyway, uh, I gravitated towards uh, mediums and materials and uh, kind of envisioned my artwork in those different styles. Um, but yeah, I'm always looking at like oil painters or uh, ceramics like or, or uh, sewing and fashion and those things are interesting and uh, just kind of seeing how my artwork could fit could fit in those uh, those arenas almost yeah I love that you said that it's you're you're basically always looking and always staying curious and I've noticed that about not just artists but like business people entrepreneurs everything like stay curious and they're always learning and they're always like pivoting and seeing like which way they're you know their art 
or their product or their business can actually fit into a category. And, you know, I, I really like what you just said there. That's, you know, yeah. And it, it, it creates like that, you know, I think, uh, being an artist, you have to kind of, uh, keep that, uh, childlike wonder really alive. And for me, you know, I could, of course, if I, you know, per se stranded on a desert Island, I'd, I'd bring like a pad of paper and like markers and I'd be set forever. I would never get <laughs> bored. Uh, but in my nice. own you know, normal life, you know, I can only draw so much on paper. So then that would, you know, Oh, let, let me do what I do on paper on a canvas. And then, you know, have a friend, Hey, have you ever drawn, uh, what you do on, on paper, but on clothing? I go, Oh, that's an interesting thing. So, you know, fall down that rabbit hole. And then, Oh, I've never done a live mural or a paint or a live painting or something like that. Let me, let me try my hand at that. And, um, these different opportunities and different ideas and inspirations kind of come from, uh, not wanting to stay doing the same thing. Like, you know, I know a lot of artists that just paint oil landscapes and they just do that the whole time and and sure that's great if it makes them happy but for me you know i like to deviate and learn new things learn new mediums learn how things are made and why they're made and and kind of continue to explore and just kind of keep my mind open and of course that ultimately led to like digital artwork as a whole and then nfts and like you know the stigmas like you know a lot of people don't understand nfts but like it kind of instantly clicks for me i was like oh it's this whole brand new thing it's like a blank canvas almost and um there's always something new now there's always twitter spaces and new threads and new artists and new builders um so that like constant loophole is once again very inspiring and uh yeah i mean for me the inspiration doesn't stop I, I've, I've said before like uh, i have the opposite of artist block it's like too many <laughs> ideas at once where i have to like boil myself back and take my time yeah, that's interesting. You just said that too. Uh, do you do you think? I was just going to ask you the same that similar question. Is like, how do you stay inspired? Like, do you ever feel burned out from your art where you're just like, you know what, I gotta I gotta go for a walk or something? Like, is there some kind of tactic? Uh, you no, I, I definitely go on my my daily walks. I try to leave my phone at home and go on like an hour walk or something, uh, just to uh, decompress. But then also, uh, while I'm on a walk, it's just like. I'm like, oh, dude, I want to do this. Oh, I forgot this email. Oh, I got to reach out to this person, reach back out to this person. It's just like this constant thing. And, and and luckily, I think I'm in a position where there's a lot of different opportunities and people I want to talk to and things I want to learn, but there's just not enough time in the day sometimes. So I, I try to uh, make my little to-do lists for each day and uh, kind of check things off, but but keeping an open mind uh, to, uh, to a bunch of random things that, that come up all the time. So yeah, I try to keep, uh, I, I, actually, I don't try to keep, I'm very bad at planning <laughs> and keeping things uh, on a schedule, but uh, it's uh, going with the flow has is, is also helped me in a different way to, to get where I'm at, I guess. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I same here, my man. Um, you Again, I think artists and like entrepreneurs kind of like cross, you know what I mean? They really cross on this uh, Venn diagram. Same thing. Like we all have these great ideas, you know what I mean? Like we have a million great ideas and not not every idea is you can actually visit. You know what I mean? Like where an artist could actually go and visit them because the barrier to entry of you taking your art, you know what I mean? Like applying your art to like paint and canvas and then applying your art to, you know, chalk and, and asphalt, you know what I mean? And brick and spray, spray paint, you know, like all these all these like mediums are very easily easy and, and approachable. I think that's super, super interesting the way you think like that, where you're like, how do I apply my art to these, these, these canvases that, uh, you know, and some people don't even think of them as canvases. Like that's another part of your creativity where you're 
actually thinking of all these mediums that you can actually affect with your art and then have a bigger audience. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that was kind of always, uh, my kind of, uh, not artist statement, but maybe like a mission, uh, in the back of my head is like, uh, you know, I don't want to be pigeonholed to like just being an, an NFT artist. You know, you hear that, Oh, you're a web three artist. I'm like, well, not really. You know, I, I maybe I'm, I'm known right now in, in the NFT space and, and a lot of my projects and artwork that I've done in the space helped me, uh, gather a larger audience. But then at the same time, like I'm currently working on like an architecture project in Baltimore and working on paintings for a special project and, uh, working on more clothing, but at the same time working on new digital artwork and exper- experimenting with, um, uh, like VR and, and blender and 3d art and kind of all of the above. So juggling multiple mediums is something that I love and, uh, yeah, it all comes back to uh, the time in the day. There's not enough of it. <laughs> right. That's the one thing that we actually all have a, a limited uh, right. amount of is the time. <laughs> There's so many things I want to explore too. It's uh, it's always like uh, my to-do and my to-don't lists. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, like maybe I don't doom scroll on Twitter for three <laughs> hours and not do anything. <laughs> Stop reading the comments. That, that right. You know what I mean? There's like a hundred positive comments and there's like one little trolley one that's like, I hate your art. Why take you out Stop trying. Exactly. Stop trying. Stop drawing arrows and stuff, man. It's like over with. It's like, dude, (laughs) you just draw the same thing. It's kind of the point, right? (laughs) It really is. It really is. Question goes to you. Like, how do you deal with that? Because you're, again, you, you are a a absolute amazing artist on multiple mediums. Definitely not just a web three artist. How do you deal with like the, the people that come in and like, you know what I mean? Like always like the minority voice, the one voice out of like a hundred that are the critics that are like completely hating on you. Like what, like, what do you, how do you deal with that part? Because I know oh, it, it affects I think everybody. It's like a, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's, you, you need it as like an artist or a creative, like one, you're like putting yourself out there on the internet. And like, if you, you know, out of the hundred good people, there's, there's bound to be a handful of trolls or people that are just going to, spit their opinion out and you know i try to value whatever anybody's saying like there's got to be some truth to it and you know a little bit of truth and a little bit of not um so i take it with a grain of salt now you know you, i think i think i've lucked out pretty good and, and most people know i'm just an artist and i just like to make art um and i'm kind of st- i'm sticking to that and if, if people have their uh their their thoughts i'm all for it and, and up for a good old discussion but most of the time it's just you know People are just want to be mean on the internet. They, they, they don't have anything to do for, for themselves per se. Um, so, you know, I take it with a grain of salt. Nothing I can do about it except do what I'm do what I'm doing. That's a great way to look at it. I don't know that many people that take it that way because even Joe Rogan, and I, I don't want to bring him up, but it's just that he's a good example. He's the one who says, never read the comments of anything you're doing. You'll just like, you'll just fall into this trap of like, oh my God, these people. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, if, if you're like just putting your, I, and I think a lot of, I mean, since we're talking about art and artists, like sure. people sure. are, people are scared to post their artwork online because they're afraid of like, either nobody's going to see it or somebody's going to say something mean that they don't want to hear. And it's like, well, you know, you're kind of putting yourself up to that. And I think you should, because sometimes it helps. Sometimes it's good feedback and uh, sometimes it's just trolling, just the, just a, a mean comment, just a mean comment. It's like, you know, if you're not like fighting this person or something, it's not really going to affect you too much, I hope. Um, totally so, agree. Yeah. yeah, taking it with a grain of salt has been my my uh, my takeaway. Yeah, I agree with that. So when you were a kid, did, did your parents like fully support your artistic like ventures or were they like at, first, like, at one point going, uh, 
you need to get a job eventually and this art stuff isn't really going to pay off or were they actually fully supportive? Because I know my parents, when I told them I was going to be working on the internet, they were just like, uh, you're going to be a bum on the street. The internet's a passing fad. And it was a, re and you, it's a really bad idea. Be a doctor, you know, be a, be a lawyer, be a dentist, you know, like some crazy, you know, ask, you know, like the parents, you know, that, you know, you know how it is with parents that care and stuff like that. They're all like, please don't ruin your life by working on the internet. Anything like that? <laughs> did they support you right away? Or <laughs> Yeah. I mean, uh, as a little kid, you know, my, my mom did, um, like window displays and like malls and she was super supportive in my arts and, Wow. My dad worked with his hands and machinery and things like that. So I think I got good genes from, wow. from both of them. And um, they were fairly supportive. I won't get too too personal in my, my family life. It's a bit complicated and I won't get too far into it. Um, but yeah, I think just me always working on artwork. I was going to do it no matter what. So like when the time came to to kind of focus on that, they, they were supportive at that time. And um yeah, I think all, all works out. And I think if you're, you're kind of determined to do something and, and turn it into something else. And in this case, it was me just being a full-time artist that, uh, those things came naturally and I, and I took precautions when I needed to and, and didn't, uh, uh, expand myself too much and try to take too, too much on, uh, when I was younger and, and everything kind of fell into place and, uh, I was supported by different people when, when the time came up. So, um, yeah, it's weird to look back on it now and, uh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty good definitely supported that's really that's uh again really rare and and really amazing i usually hear you know something somebody goes yeah i wasn't really supported or you know i i just proved them wrong kind of a thing i kind of had that situation i had to like prove people wrong hey it's gonna be i i'm doing this and it's it's gonna work out <laughs> yeah i think i think that that moment came uh i went to uh, i went to a local community college and then i uh I got a transfer scholarship to go to this school in Baltimore, Micah, Maryland Institute College of Art. And I was like, oh, I always wanted to go to this school. Like, you know, school wasn't my, my favorite thing and it wasn't like my end all be all. But I decided to go to, the, to this uh, art college in, in Baltimore and all the professors were like, it's going to be really hard to be an artist. And like, you got to, you know, it's really hard to show your work. And everybody kind of had this like negative lull and attitude in them. And uh, I graduated over the pandemic. So all the studios and of course the school shut down. And I just remember seeing like a lot of other, you know, students or, or, or um, uh, of mine in the same grade, like throw all their artwork away. And I was like, what are you guys doing? Like everybody just like gave up and like you guys, you know, it seemed like people either weren't taking their artwork seriously. They were there just to get a degree and go on with it. And um, I don't know, I wasn't surrounded by a lot of like, I don't want to say legit artists, but people that didn't weren't taking their artwork seriously and, combine that with these like negative undertones from professors and things. I was like, you know what? I'll prove all these people wrong. That's where my uh, kind of animosity came from is like, you know, I want to kind of take this, this off beaten path and explore different mediums and materials and things and, and kind of uh, uh, beat at, beat at my own uh, pace of the drum or whatever the saying is uh, and just, just figure it out as I go along. And I think that, that, uh, that openness and exploration really helped me a lot. Yeah, I agree with you on that part. I, I think it's fascinating that people do do go to you know schools like that because I know some people that went to RISD and, and and some other art colleges. There, there's definitely hey, I just want a degree so I can actually work for an agency as an art director or creative director or something like that. Which is, by the way, completely respectable path. You know, I totally oh, get sure. it. Oh, for sure. 
hundred percent. Like a lot, a lot of the artists in this space were creative directors, were creative, you know, uh, creative directors, things like that. Um, you know, Jack Butcher being one of them, he was a creative director at a bunch of, you know, agencies and he did, he did way more things than checks, but that's what he's known for now. And it seems like everybody now is just like discovering that he's like, uh, you know, good with mental models and, and right. And but there's art. like a whole, whole back catalog. Yeah. Of like his work it's crazy. And, and CV and everything. Yeah. I've looked at, again, I've, I've been following Jack since like early 2019, possibly even late 2018. Um, when he launched Visualize Value, that's how I discovered him. It was literally like a couple of weeks old only. And I started following him. I was like, man, you really take these amazing, amazing quotes from the past and like turn them into visuals. And I like changed the way a lot of people didn't, you know, a lot of people didn't understand those things. So, I mean, your art does the same thing, my man. Like you have a, you have to understand, I'm sure you already do, like how prolific you really are. And a lot of people don't know, like, you're right about the Web3 stuff. You know what I mean? This is where you came to prominence in a way for a large audience. And it's a great doorway into the rest of your work. Because every piece you make and you put on the blockchain is another, like, literally in theory, a doorway back to the experience, which is Vinnie Hagar. You know, like, it's yeah, it's, it's really... Yeah, definitely. And I think um, recently just been, like, either in my Discord or on Twitter, like, sharing uh, older works, you know, 2019, 20, 2021 or 2016, like, uh, just sharing like older artworks because right. now, you know, grown, grown an audience and being like, no, like, you know, I, I've done this stuff, um, for years. And, and then I get, you know, some comments like, Oh wow, he's really been doing it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, artist, I got, I got a back catalog of things. I didn't just like pop up in, in, in I guess per se the NFT or web three space. And just like, it's just a new thing for me. I, I kind of just applied, what I had been doing for like 10 years on my own um, into a new space and, and found certain su successes um, through that. And I think that might be adjacent to um, the work that I put in previously. Oh, there's no doubt. You wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't be able to be probably this amazing artist on blockchain if it wasn't for all the previous experience, like honing your craft and honing your style. Right. So in theory, right place, right time. And then like, you know, happy accidents in a way, but not, not clearly, oh, for sure. clearly not I, an I accident. I love a good happy accident. Those <laughs> definitely help you so much throughout, through, uh, so true. Uh, th through the way and, and trials and tribulations of just trying things and just putting out, putting yourself out there once again and, uh, seeing where certain things take you. I think that's super important. Yeah, I agree. I've had, I've had a few happy accidents in my lifetime too. And man, they come out of nowhere and then you just have to literally, grab them by the tail and hold on, <laughs> hold on tight. And then start Mike, like literally planning very, very quickly to, you know, because of the success that you see, like right away, you got to really hold on to it and figure out how to leverage it because it, it's very fleeting too. At the same time, it could actually disappear kind of like the NFT space right now, because you know, there's only like what 10,000 wallets right now actively trading. It's tough. It's a little bit more difficult in the bear market to sell art, I would guess. But you, my friend, are not having a difficult time with that it's because your art is so in demand. Yeah, it's, um, yeah I, I think, it, once again, maybe a, just a testament of being in, the, in this, specifically this space for, you know, going on two, two and a half years now. I think I joined, joined, a weird word to use, but uh, <laughs> got, got into the groove of it all uh, probably like early 2020, right before the pandemic. I was, you know, posting most of my artwork on Instagram and, and using that, but I was like, oh, let me like, you know, I have a Twitter. I just haven't used it since like 2011. <laughs> let me like use this other social media and just like see what's up. And uh, just started with me posting clothing that I was working on and, you know, drawings and things like that. But then 
uh, following other artists, just, you know, join Twitter. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to follow 200, 300 other artists, new, new artists that, that I wasn't unfamiliar with and stumbled upon like Jonathan Wolf and Ferocious and Defaced and all these other artists. Um, and then seeing them post about like, oh, this is like an NFT. And I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. And all these kind of touch points that, that culminated into uh, continuing that exploration and uh, uh, ultimately like minting a few one-of-one pieces and, and, you know, learning MetaMask and uh, learning about different marketplaces. And, you know, it's all all kind of the same thing that a lot of people do. You know, you have to do the baby steps until you can get to the, the, the bigger ones, I guess. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a good segue into... Do you think there's a little too much friction in this, you know, getting into the NFT space for people to actually buy your art? You know, like they have to learn MetaMask, they have to like add, you know, crypto from an exchange and transfer it over. They have to understand cryptocurrency. They, you know, I mean, there's like so many levels to like get in and buy an NFT right now or mint an NFT, you could say. Do you think that that friction is really holding back the space a little bit? Um, uh, I'd probably say yes and no. I think, uh, in my mind, you know, learning, you know, I had a close friend Rico and he was kind of like into crypto in 2017 and he was telling me about it then and he was buying crypto kitties and things like that. And I was like, Oh, that's so stupid. Why would you spend money on digital cats? I just didn't get it. Um, and then fast forward a few years, of course, you know, I'm buying digital cats and things like that. And there was a, for me, a barrier of entry, but having somebody kind of walk me through it, uh, and then, of course, doing my own research and my own due diligence and my own interests led me to like take time out of my day and night to to learn about it myself. Um, so I think it depends on the person. Like you know, all the resources are there. Things are definitely getting a lot easier now, and people are building new things. Of course, that will that will um, come to fruition in the future. That will make it like super easy to buy an NFT, and we can buy an NFT with a credit card now, and like different ways, different wallets can do different things, and. Uh, I think it sometimes uh, depends on how much the person wants to learn. And if, you know, I think a lot of people just go, nah, I don't even want to bother. It's all a scam. It's all this, it's all that. And they just kind of go on with, with what they're doing. But for me, I started to learn about it, took my own time and then just fully fell down the rabbit hole and just thought it was the most interesting thing uh, and spent a lot more time on it. Um, But there are definitely like barriers to entry for sure for, for maybe the normal person or like, somebody that's 45 and wants to collect digital artwork, but they just don't know where to start and things like that. So yeah, a lot of different variables. Yeah. That's interesting that you, uh, that, we, that you said that I agree a hundred percent. Like it definitely, there is definitely some friction, but you know what, what it does drive is drive the most curious. And I think very intellectual people that are willing to learn, right. There's not a lot of people that want to learn something new in the world, like the general population of people they're like, oh, I have to learn this, 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 and this. I'm out. You know what right. I mean? Like, or, or I have to read. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Reading, <laughs> reading's important, right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Reading. Yeah, I mean, that also Go goes on. to like, you know, the time we're living now. I mean, especially not the uh, harp one, well, like, you know, like TikTok, everything's just like 30 seconds or less. And it's like, you know, you can, sure, you can learn how to like make a recipe or uh, something like that through TikTok, but everybody just wants things like super quick. Um, right. You know, people don't have that like, elongated timeline maybe and they're like oh like i posted this artwork on twitter and one person liked it you know it's like well you know you're not going to instantly get on twitter and just have like three thousand likes like it takes time to uh once again find your tribe and find people that want to support you and um yeah i mean it's all a process too so it really is it really is and i think you are positioned in a in a really good spot because when when 
mass adoption or people coming into this space, when the user experience becomes very, very easy and very frictionless, you are going to be one of the people, the leaders, the people who, you know, that basically were prolific in the space early on. And they're going to find your art and you're just going to, you know, explode over and over again. Layers of explosions are going to keep happening with your art. I, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's all going to compound on each other. Yeah. And I think of it as in like waves, you know, the first, the next wave will be, you know, user experience is going to be a little bit better. So a little crypto curious, NFT curious people will come in. That whole wave will find your art. That wave will break and another wave will come in. And it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually, you know, you're just going to be too big um, to the point where you, there's not enough of your art out there in a way. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's, it's such a limited supply that these people, your arts is going to be pushed to like all new like highs and levels. So I think, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I think that that comes back to uh, like the experimentation too, like me doing uh, public art somewhere or a local mural or um, doing clothing in, in stores or selling it through my own little web store. Like uh, people that are just attracted to the visuals of my artwork are interested. And then they're like, Oh, he's, he's also like posted this thing about like his NFT collection or his, his partnership with this, digital brand or something like that. So uh, I'm hoping to like bridge some gaps just by being like an all around artist and hopefully just get, can, you know, do maybe do my little part in, uh, in talking about, you know, the, the, the positives of web three and, and uh, how artists can use NFTs to, to do, you know, X, Y, Z. So I, I think it'll all come, come full circle and it, it's starting to in a, in a really nice way. And uh, yeah, very excited for the future and, and, and all the above. I couldn't agree more. What is what would you say your art on blockchain in the Web three space? Which piece actually was like your breakout piece where people were like, or or pieces collection, whatever it is. Which piece was it like that you were just like, oh my god, that's it? Like people discovered your art and you did like exploded. Would you say is there like oh. an overnight kind of a thing? Like you know how like no one really at the end of the day, people was like a cult classic in a way. You know, like not the world didn't know about people and, and a lot of the community didn't know about him exactly. And then he sold this piece for like millions of dollars and all of a sudden it just exploded and everybody's like, wait, what? Like when was that, that situation for you? If there was one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think the, uh, the best is yet to come, but definitely one is my letters collection. Right. Uh, you know, I did a thousand hand illustrated, technically one of one pieces, you know, it wasn't generative, um, hand drew all of them. Um, and kind of created, uh, obviously a collection out of these, these pieces. And they all kind of, um, were formatted, uh, with my normal shapes and symbols and patterning. So like, you know, each piece is hand titled as well. So they all can kind of stand on their own as like one of one piece, but then as a collection, as a body of artwork, um, they can stand in that as well. So I think, uh, a culmination of my letters collection and then being in different communities, whether it was doodles, cool cats, creature world uh, xyz uh that kind of time you know uh, mid to late 2021 was really when i uh, started to gain a lot of traction and first you know collectors and, and building out my discord and things like that that was kind of maybe the uh, the epitome where i was like oh this is starting to to uh turn into something uh that i didn't realize uh would come like it did uh, and really kind of set me off in a different uh, trajectory yeah, I shared some of your art above too. If anybody wants to see it, I pinned it up letters and I also pinned up uh, uh, apartment complex. You know, it looks like you're building in a different medium, which is super, super cool. Just shows like how talented you are as an artist, man. Very, oh, thank you. Very cool stuff. 
yeah i think um yeah once again like it was, goes back to those different mediums and um uh where what where one project or uh job turns into something else and uh it's all like kind of what you put out there and uh yeah the baltimore apartment complex is um a, a fun story as well i had gotten commissioned by this local development company uh, they had this big building in Baltimore, and they they had this retail space, and it was all boarded up. They didn't have somebody in the space yet. Right. They're like, "Yeah, we're looking for like a local artist to just paint a large scale mural." And at the time, I had never done a big mural. Uh, uh, I did it with spray paint too, which I never really used back then. You know, this is probably uh, mid, uh, probably early 2021, and painted this big mural. And then they were like, "Hey, we we might have another job." for you and it's like an architecture thing we we want your we want to cast your artwork in concrete of this elevator shaft of this new apartment complex we're building and i'm like okay like that's another like that came from something and it all kind of led and culminated up into this this newer project um so yeah yeah i'm, I'm checking architecture off my little artist uh, bucket list which is really interesting and yeah had received that photo of the the construction this morning uh, which is really exciting. So, um, yeah, just, just want to kind of permeate my artwork in as many uh, kind of mediums and materials and arenas as possible. And uh, kind of same thing with letters, like wanted to make uh, a bigger collection of my artwork. I wanted to have like a goal in mind and kind of push myself as an artist and um, uh, see what I could do. And I was like, okay, a thousand hand illustrated pieces. Like I hadn't seen that in, in the space yet. Um, in uh, mid 2021, I was like, all right, let's set that goal out. And and see where it goes. So super proud of, of all the projects and uh, all the new things we're working on too. Yeah. What is the, can you talk about anything that you have your eyes set on now? Is there something that there's a medium or, or something new that you're working on that you can share? Ooh, working on uh, <laughs> a few different fun, exciting things. I don't know how, how much I uh, can or can't talk about with, I see uh, one of my managers, uh, Matthew Morgan in the audience. Uh, I love that guy. Got to give a shout out. I won't spill too much alpha. Um, <laughs> but yeah, working on some some paintings that might be going to something special. Uh, we're doing some digital fashion stuff uh, for oh, Metaverse nice. Fashion Week coming up, which might lead into something else. Wow. Um, with, uh, with a brand. I won't say what. <laughs> um, and yeah, there, there's a lot of different things where I'm trying to bridge physical and digital but then also have them both as like a respected medium and just, just kind of have my hand in, in a lot of, a lot of places right now, which is fun and exciting. And, uh, but won't spill too much. I rather, uh, what, what's the saying under, under promise over deliver. Yeah. Maybe that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> that is the one. Yep. Um, so yeah, doing that. And then of course, working on further, uh, digital artworks, whether it's one of ones or, uh, I did an, an open edition maybe a month or so ago and, and thinking about ways to release artwork and, and uh, via like burn mechanisms and things like that. So learning more about the tech and um, yeah, kind of all of the above. Once again, it, it goes back to like this constant inspiration and, and wanting to do a ton of different things at once. So we got a lot of stuff cooking and uh, this year's off to a good start so far. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear that. Is there a medium that you haven't explored yet? That's not really, you're not working on currently that you really want to get your hands on. Uh, yeah, I really want to take like a non-credited uh, community college ceramics class uh, just to make <laughs> wow. fun ceramics uh, as well. I never oil painted, uh, but I really want to oil paint. And those things will come later down the line uh, just for fun, just to see where, where those things could lead. But 
yeah, for those would be like physical uh, mediums I want to explore. And then um, uh, I just got the new Oculus. So like using different VR applications and softwares, you know, art programs on there I want to want to use more. And then, of course, like Blender and different 3D modeling programs that, you know, I've tried to learn for years now and I just can't sit down and figure them out. Uh, I'd like to spend some time on and uh, yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah, that sounds like fun. You're definitely going to have your hands on a lot of things, it sounds like to me. Was uh was getting into the crypto space? I mean, yeah, we were all locked up in the pandemic, so I get it. Like that's how I actually got into it too. August of 2020, started helping some people because I just had all the time in the world. We were, we couldn't go anywhere. So, that's definitely an interesting story there. Well, question is did, did you uh were you sold on the blockchain in terms of like royalties and things like that where you're just like you know i put my art out there you know it could sell for ten dollars today but if i keep making art i can count on those royalties to keep rolling in is the more i create art the more valuable my art becomes kind of a thing did you ever think of that or were you just like just creating just to create because uh you know i i was i was bought into the the process or you know when i when someone pitched it to me they were like you know the more the more of these uh things that these pieces of art, this amazing stuff, whatever I'm doing by, you know, whatever medium I'm, I'm using video, you know, um, digital graphics, whatever it is, like I can just put it out there and no matter what my royalties will come in once I, I keep making art and like many doorways back to me in a way is how I put it at least where that that let's just say, uh, you know, you sell it for a dollar. Like people used to sell his art, I believe for a dollar or a couple bucks on OpenSea. And now, you know, p people that bought that art back then, it's like worth so much more. And people was, you know, obviously collecting the royalty anytime one of those things sold. So is, is royalties a thing for you as well? Do you, do you, uh, were you sold on that? And did that, was that kind of like one of the, one of the appealing factors of this? Yeah, I think when I first started, I didn't even, you know, put that, that wasn't even a thing in my mind at the time. It, to me, it was like, I just wanted to learn about, uh, you know, how to mint artwork and like, thinking just just seeing how other artists were were either putting out one-on-ones or how they're making little collections and doing different editions and I was really attracted to that um kind of concept but I, I learned obviously about royalties and all that later down the line and kind of how important it is and provenance and being able to live um you know pay your bills through through um royalties and and how of course throughout time and and for you know 10 20 30 years hopefully later down the line still get royalties from certain artworks uh, i think that's super important for for artists now and is definitely like a, a selling point or, or a good touchstone for a lot of people to get into the space of course there's all this royalty debate now that i won't necessarily get into uh, but i think they're, they're super important um but when i was getting into the space it wasn't at kind of the forefront of my mind it was really after uh, my letters collection even that i was like wow you know check my little royalties while i'm like oh you know, had some letters, you know, trade hands on, on secondary and then had some extra money to either, you know, buy art materials, pay my normal bills, uh, invest and save and, and buy other artwork from other artists. And um, I think royalties are super important and uh, uh, we'll see where the future heads and where, where it leads to. Yeah, I really hope it leads to a positive path. I really hope people start supporting it again. And there is a way, according to my amazing co-host over here, Brad, he's, he's basically informed me of a, of a way of supporting on chain, uh, inside of the contract itself. So it's definitely, 
it's definitely possible. It's really, really interesting because I kind of see a future of like decentralized, like there's going to be like hundreds, if not thousands of decentralized marketplaces that are built by either the artist or the project, you know, or the company that's set putting out a collection. And then there'll be like a search engine that indexes all these decentralized networks so that they can actually sell their art in a spot where, you know, royalties are supported. I think that would be an interesting yeah, it's, play. it's really, yeah, once again, really interesting. I think, um, I don't remember what, it was like a Twitter space I was listening to a while ago and people were like, well, what if just every project made their own marketplace just to sell, you know, like CryptoPunks has its own, you know, website or whatever, where you go and buy it. Uh, but then somebody else was like, well, you know, don't we want to like all come together? Don't we want to all be in one marketplace where everybody can shop for everything? And I, I kind of went back and forth with both of those. It's like, be interesting if, you know, an artist had their own website with all their artworks ever minted or, you know, what have you. And uh, if you want to buy their artwork, you go specifically to that, that website. But then I, I also like the other side and kind of sure. playing devil's advocate where it's like, you know, everybody just goes to OpenSea or Blur or whatever to, to buy anything they could ever want. Um, so it's like the, that, that back and forth, you know, I've thought about, yeah, what if I just kind of make my own marketplace and enforce this or enforce that. But at the same time, I like that, you know, if somebody wants to, buy one of my letters pieces or they want to buy a cool cat or they want to buy another artist's work. They just go to open C, put it, put it all in their, their shopping cart and it's done a, a done deal. Right. Um, so I think it's weird. It, yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting back and forth. And I know a lot of people are working on the fronts of marketplaces and enforcing royalties or enforcing this or that. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think time will tell. It's an interesting space to be in. And once again, it keeps you on your toes and it's just another thing to learn about and then spend time, time reading on. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. There's huge opportunities to make huge leaps and bounds over these, these marketplaces that are not supporting royalties currently. So if you guys, there's someone out there that has the fortitude to like build something new, this, this is kind of like the time help people build, you know, decentralized marketplaces and then build the search engine that actually indexes those and uses them to, uh, you know, enforce royalties across all of them. I think it's a pretty smart idea. Um, I, at this point, I kind of want to bring up people that have questions. If, if there are any people with questions for Sarah or Brad, like first, you guys, do you have any questions or any input? You guys want yeah. That? yeah, dude. I mean, we'll like throw some flowers first. The art is phenomenal. And, you, you know, you. this is the first, uh, first I've heard you, you know, speak on any space, anything like that. And it's just an added bonus that you're like an awesome dude, you know, um, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. Then you can always, you know, um, chat with an artist that you respect and, you know, really appreciate the work and, and, and they're dope people too, you know, so flowers, bro. Um, but, I appreciate that. Thank you. Of course, dude. Um, a question I had about like your artwork and your style, you know, um, when you sit down to, you know, start creating or, you know, start, you know, doodling or however you do it, do you have like a, a vision or an idea in mind or do you just kind of start with, you know, pen on paper and just kind of see where it goes or like how, what's, what's your process as far as like when you do sit down to create? Yeah, usually, uh, you know, past few years, it would just be sit down, start scribbling or, you know, no plan. It'd just be like, I just have to like sit down and draw uh, no matter what, whether it's like canvas or paper or on the iPad or, or whatever, just sit down and start. Um, but recently with some other different projects and, and partnerships and things like that, I, I kind of take a step back and, and think about it first. So I like to juggle between, you know, I'm looking at my, my I'm sitting in my little office with, uh, you know, I have scraps of paper and doodles and drawings everywhere. And it's just me sitting down scribbling for fun just to, to get it out there. Um, but then again, then I have like notes and, and plans and, and other things for other projects. So I like to teeter between the two, but 
most of the time it's go with the flow and figure it out when you go, uh, when you're working on it. Uh, that's awesome, man. Thank you. Fisero, go ahead, my man. What's up, Fisero? Hey, hey. Vinny, Vinny, I really appreciate you sharing what you've shared. And uh, I'll just double up what Brad said. Lots of flowers to you because uh, I love what you're doing. I think it's really interesting. And the variety that you you sort of dabble in. And I can understand the desire just to get into every different element of it because, you know, it, it's just creative juices flowing. And uh, I've really enjoyed sort of hearing your journey on that. What I'm, what I'm really curious about is how you got the Baltimore apartment complex. That engraving looks, you know, amazing, literally incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was, uh, maybe, uh, summertime 2021, this, this, um, uh, development company in Baltimore had, had, I don't even recall how they totally got my email or something, but they, they, they had inquired to me about, uh, doing like a mural for them at a different location. And I, I did this mural, uh, big, like large scale mural that I'd, I'd never done a painting that big before, um, especially outside on a building and the, the community response in this, uh, this little neighborhood in, in Baltimore called Harbor East. Um, you know, the community liked it a lot. They were interested in it and the, the development company heard back a, a lot of positive feedback and they go, Hey, we're, we're kind of redoing and developing more in this side of Baltimore and we might have another project for you. I go, oh, I'm, I'm totally up for it. Let's do it. And they, they came back that they were, they were building this uh, kind of modern apartment complex and that they wanted me, they wanted to commission me to, I just gave them like, they sent me a template of this, uh, the, the facade of this elevator shaft and they, they wanted my artwork on it in concrete. And I was like, yeah, that sounds amazing. I'm totally up for learning about architecture and seeing what we can do. So yeah, I drew on this template that they gave me and uh, months and months and months passed and they, they've been sending me updates and different things about it. And that that's kind of how it came to be. And of course they're doing all the literal heavy lifting um, and I just kind of get to see it come to life. So it's super interesting. And yeah, it's going to be, uh, my artwork will be concreted into this elevator shaft for, uh, I guess, as long as the building's going to be there. I, I think it's amazing just, just to be able to have that, uh, you know, just, just as an, a reflection of your art and, and it's there as such a bold statement that's going to be around for a long time. Um, yes, I'd be super, super excited. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. I think, uh, hoping this also opens some more doors. I'm talking to, a another, a different development company in Baltimore who's, uh, uh we might do some more, uh, public art, uh, structures, statues, things like that in a different side of Baltimore. So, you know, I've been traveling a lot, but, uh, Baltimore has kind of been my home base. I grew up in, in Maryland here and, uh, want to continue to bring artwork to the city as, as much as I can. So, uh, having these lovely little projects and things come up in my email has been great and, and ho hopefully get to continue to do it more. Oh, that's fantastic. Really is. It sounds like uh, uh, Baltimore will be the Vinny base that everybody who wants to see your work has to go and visit. So, uh, <laughs> would be cool. Yeah. Well, time will, time will Vinny tell. <laughs> is single-handedly rebuilding Baltimore so that people literally come, brick by uh, brick. <laughs> I love this. I love this. <laughs> so, so basically, incredible. the mayor of Baltimore is uh, Vinny Hagar. Everybody. So uh, yeah. When do I get the keys? I want the keys <laughs> to the city now. <laughs> I love that, dude. That's amazing. 
what do you, where do you see Vinny Hagar in five years, 10 years from now, right now? Where do you Ooh, see you? I, I don't know what I'm going to be doing tomorrow just yet. <laughs> I try not to try Love not it. to plan too far out there. I do have this like offshoot idea. If I live to like 75, 85, whatever that I'd like to live in the South of Italy and just oil paint landscapes. Like I want to revert all the way back and just, you know, no digital, nothing when I'm like 85 and just paint. Um, that's so be cool. fun, but yeah, for now, you know, I, I kind of have been trying to plan out my year a little bit, whether it's like certain conferences and, you know, being able to talk and speak at conferences, but also do, you know, different activations at an NFT NYC or something like that. And then also kind of building out these different partnerships that I'm working on. And, um, I've learned that these bigger projects do take time. So, so trying to, um, yeah, plan those things out. So, you know, I would have never guessed, you know, last year, I think I traveled like every month and I hadn't traveled at all before then. So, uh, it's kind of tough to plan. Um, but I try to do my little day-to-day to-do lists, but five years is a lot of time. So, uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes, but definitely exciting and definitely filled with artwork and travel and new friends and new experiences. Right. Uh, I could just see Vinny, Vinny, uh, Hagar's name on the Goodyear bloom. You know what I mean? Like, let's go. I want to do, I want to do a Macy's <laughs> day parade float. Wow. That's what I that's, do, next. do you, I think that's super attainable for you. I mean, I think, I mean, the cool cats are having it this year. So I've been talking to Klon and I'm like, Hey, can one, can I hold the balloon? Can I hold the cool cat balloon <laughs> in the float? And two, after that, can I talk to the people that you guys know so I can do it next year? That's so uh, cool. I'll put up the upfront money, whatever I need. I just want a big balloon with all my friends holding it and just like a bunch of shapes and symbols in the Macy's Day. Pr- like these kind of offshoot like side missions I'm really interested in. And um, and I also want like a, a USPS stamp. A stamp would be on brand. So trying to figure that out as well. I, I don't think any of those are unattainable. Like, I really think you could be in the float, obviously, next year for sure. If, uh, you know, if not the year after and the stamp, I mean, all you got to do is go to the right networking event with the right Trying. people that, that do that kind of stuff. And you're, <laughs> you're on that stamp, man. <laughs> we have, uh, we have, maybe not alpha, but we have I've been talking to, uh, a, a different continent, uh, post <laughs> postal service about doing some type of stamp for them. Uh, so maybe that'll be a little bit of a side mission. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, of course, you know, my brain's always running a mile a minute with different art ideas. So, uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what the next five to 10 years holds. But yeah, like I said, all, all art and, uh, all systems ago. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, I just wanted to thank you for coming on, my man. It really means a lot. Your time is valuable to me. So I know yeah, you, I appreciate I know- you having me, giving me the platform and being able to to uh, blabber on about artwork for an hour is really nice. And thank you. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. And I know your time is valuable. So again, thank you for coming on. It means the world uh, to me, my audience, you know, everybody that comes to these spaces, usually a lot more next time, you know, we have you on, you'll probably be like, yeah, my, uh, my float in the Macy's day parade is gonna, you know, it's really tough work. But I had to... <laughs> we really, we really made some leeway. <laughs> blend, or, or the, the and my stamp's coming out and I uh, can't wait for that. People are going to be, you know, sticking <laughs> <laughs> on the next episode in two weeks, you know, I'm gonna make it all happen. We'll get on the show again and we'll take it from there. <laughs> wow, you're, I love it. The Elon Musk of art over here. You're just like, I'm going to do God. all that work <laughs> in like this amount of time. I love it. Well, again, man, thanks for being on. Appreciate the, I appreciate your time. And, uh, 
you know, I have a show every day, guys. I just want to say, like, show every day starting at 9 a.m. Goes till 10, 10.30, depending on how uh, how long we talk about things. So see you guys tomorrow. How the fans are on. And again, thanks again to Vinny. Amazing, amazing artist. Check out his work. He's not going anywhere. It's only it's only going to be better, as you can tell. He's got some really big plans for the future, and I think he can attain them. So, again, man, thanks for being here. And uh, until next time. Yeah, appreciate it, everybody. Uh, thanks for the time. Thanks for listening in, and uh, till that time. Uh-huh.